Often we are called to tasks that are way out of our league, but God wants to show us that His power is made perfect in our weakness. Other times, things are simply not meant for us to do. How do we distinguish between the two? Welcome to Talk Truth, a McGregor podcast where we dive into scripture, gain insight from community, and biblically answer life questions. Talk Truth will answer life questions submitted by our listeners every other week. If you have a question for Talk Truth, you can submit your questions on our website. I'm your host, Chloe Weimer. Let's open the word, gather together, and talk some truth. joined by Nate and Danielle Flood. They are married, they're parents, they're married to each other, just FYI if you're listening and you don't know them. Um, And they are members here at McGregor Baptist Church in Fort Myers, Florida. I'm so glad that you guys joined me today. And Danielle actually was on the pre, well, in season one, uh, throwback to 2020 and in the first four episodes of Talk Truth, you were on um, episode four. Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah, we talked about biblical motivation and what that what that looks or biblical ambition. I'm sorry, and what that looks like. And so, thanks for coming back. I didn't scare you off. Too I'm much. so glad to be here. <laughs> we recorded on my iPhone, which was. This is a bit of a step up. Back in the day, (laughs) yes. It's so nice to be here. Yeah, so uh, Nate and Danielle, why don't you guys go ahead and tell me what you do in uh, Echo. So that's where you Oh, so at work. I was going to say, I can list a lot of things, but you're probably not interested in all the things I do. So um, my role is information and communication technology. And what we do is we use technology to help people who are doing agriculture development around the world do what they do more efficiently and have the information that they need. So that's that's my role, but Echo as a whole helps to feed people. Um, we help to connect people with the resources they need to make the most out of what they have and the land they have to grow things on. I'm feeling very self-conscious telling you this because I'm sitting next to the, to the communicator of the organization who's <laughs> now judging me for how concisely I describe our organization. But the thing that you really need to know about Echo is there are tons of great organizations out there that will help people to grow food in difficult condition, conditions. Echo is unique in that we do that in the name of Jesus Christ and for the glory of God. And so we're a Christian organization working with anybody, but helping people to make sure that they have the sustenance they need both, you know, on a daily basis and for eternity. Yeah. Yeah. I am always amazed when I hear about Echo. Like every time you guys talk about it, I'm just like, that is just the coolest concept ever. And I don't know, it's, it's, it advances the gospel, you know, actually I'm, I, a girl that I mentor just started working with Echo and just even, even how it's impacted her and her, um, like motivation to pursue missions in the future, even just to share the gospel on a day-to-day basis here is really amazing. It, I think it motivates a lot of people. It is. Echo is an amazing organization to be part of, but also to see the impact around the world and families that are providing for themselves, yeah. training others, and then doing that all for the glory of God is is incredibly humbling. It's cool. So with our question today, what do I do when I feel ill-equipped? Um, I'm sure that all of us at this table have been in a position where you have, or we have felt ill-equipped. Um, 
to be honest with you guys, I literally just came. So I teach and then I, after school, I tutor and I come over here to the studio. But today I had a new student and I was tutoring math and I felt very ill-equipped and I was very embarrassed in front of the student. I was, I honestly, I'm, I'm kind of dealing with this question myself, even though I studied how to answer this question or how to even ask you guys to help me answer this question. I found myself in that same predicament just 15 minutes ago. Like I feel so ill-equipped for this job. And I'm sure that there are a lot of people, whether they are working at an organization that's impactful, like echo, or whether they are, um, teaching and they feel like, I don't know how I'm going to teach this tomorrow or what, whatever it is. God calls us to things that we don't feel equipped to handle. And so, um, I'm going to just ask you guys that often we are called to tasks that are way out of our league and God wants us to to show his glory. So he puts us in those, in those situations. Um, how do we distinguish between not knowing or knowing that something isn't for us and knowing that we are called to that particular situation so that God can shine through us? How, how do you distinguish between the two? You know, I think we need to address a couple of things that you hit on that are underlying factors there before we start talking about how do you how do you determine it? And one is that that feeling that you're talking about of being unequipped or or un, unable to do everything is both real. Mm-hmm. Everyone feels it like this is a, a real thing that everybody goes through. So anyone who feels like that's not the case for them, there's a word for it. It makes you a sociopath. So if you're, <laughs> if you feel equipped to do everything in the world, like that's actually, that's a problem. Whereas wondering if I'm equipped enough, if I'm ready to step forward, if I'm good enough, all of those kinds of questions are really woven into the fabric of humanity. And yeah. when we talk about that, I think, Sometimes we can talk about the fabric of humanity on kind of like the, the, the worldly perspective, but God made us less than himself. Hmm. And he equipped us less than himself because he didn't make us God. We are dependent on him. And there's kind of both sides of the fall, right? Yeah. On, on this side of the fall, we are dependent on him in a completely broken world in which he has given us a task and a thrust and an aim, which is what we're talking about today. But that is the nature of a broken world that we live in is that we're never going to be really sure of anything and, and everything around us is kind of, is, is broken. Mm-hmm. But the, the other part of that is if you look in the garden before, you know, the fall happened, the whole idea of the fall is that they wanted something more. They didn't believe or trust God, that there was there was this thought that potentially something better was out there. And so they stepped forward, and, and not in faith, obviously, but they stepped forward and made a choice that separated them from God. So this is a fundamental human question that is not just present someplace in the Bible. It really just happens from the garden all the way today. And so it's, it's a, Mm -hmm. it's a big deal. Yeah. So, and, and to answer your question, I don't know. So, uh, we'll just let Danielle answer. (laughs) No, I think we're all struggling with it all the time. And it goes back to some of our insecurities because some of the things that you feel may not be true Mm -hmm. or, or visible on the outside. And then in those cases, I say, God's mercies are new every morning and you can try it again. And sometimes that persistence and following, if God has called you to something, 
maybe there will be a breakthrough. Maybe there will be an opportunity where you feel more and more equipped as you try. Yeah. Or you will feel the Holy Spirit leading you away from something if you keep trying, keep trying, and it will become clear that it's not maybe not the, the yeah. thing for you to do. But I think that relying on the Lord and saying, you know, is this me? Is this my ego or my insecurity? Getting a couple people's opinion that love the Lord as well, and then saying, okay, well, if it is, if I'm not good at this, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. I think I think a, a point that you made there about being in community. We are designed to be in community. Yeah. We are designed to study God's word together. Yeah, even and before the fall, like even, they were dependent yeah. on God. Community is what we lost in the garden. I mean, yeah. that, that community with God. And so um, it, it, it is interesting to look at it. If you, if you try to make your decisions in a vacuum, mm-hmm. we're almost always, okay, I'm just going to make it me. I don't, I don't want to say you, Chloe, because you're probably better at this than I am. I am almost always going to make a decision in a selfish mode. I'm going to think about something. Oh, yeah, that is just And I'm just... (laughs) Thanks a lot. But selfishness is the driving factor that usually will will come out there. And so making a selfish... So running those kinds of things past other people, looking to scripture, going to people who will also look to scripture, and then making a decision based on that, you shouldn't be making those decisions in a yeah. vacuum. Now, there's there's really the kind of another angle on this. I'm going to tell a short story. Uh, before I was working at Echo, I actually worked in radio, and so I worked at. It's kind of a, one of those positions. It's it it has a lot of uh, appeal to people because mm-hmm. it's public and people that you're around are quote unquote famous, you know. And it was a Christian ministry, great organization, and I had a, a super interesting boss. Uh, and and one of the things I learned from him came from people who would come through the door. And this happened on a more regular basis than it than I, w- I was very surprised by how often it happened. That would walk into the radio station and they would say to him or they'd say to me later on, God told me that I'm going to work here. <laughs> and it's like, okay, now we're determining the will of God and what is my response? to that. Yeah. And it's, it's challenging because you don't want to go to somebody and be like, you're stepping out on faith and telling me this thing. But his response usually was, that is amazing that you are listening to God and you're willing to step forward in faith. Yeah. Um, the challenge to that is I don't have an open position right now, and God has not yet revealed to me that you are going to yeah. work here. And they would usually go away a little bit defeated, but he always brought it back around to the fact that God has a plan and a purpose for us, and he expects us to be on mission for him. Now, what that mission looks like is a little bit hard to determine, but sometimes the mission that we want for ourselves comes from something that's not entirely Christ-like. So if I'm choosing, it goes back to me saying I start from a place of selfishness. If if my world is rocked and I decide I'm going to change careers tomorrow mm-hmm. and I go looking for something, am I going to go looking for the job that has less prestige than the one I have now? Yeah. Or I'm going to look for one that has more. And so when we're stepping out in faith, one of the things we have to do is we have to be pretty self-aware. Mm-hmm. We have to know what our... What are the idols in our life that yeah. we're satisfying? Is it being tainted by the American dream? Mm. 
Absolutely. I think that's I think that's a really good way to put it. Are we are we introducing factors into it that please our egos and mm-hmm. things like that? That's not to say that you won't ever have a job that you enjoy. I have a job I love. I really yeah. do. Um, but it's it we we need to look at our motivations and there are only really two good ways to look at your motivations and that's to stop and analyzing them for yourself and ask somebody else. You're going to look at scripture and you're going to talk to other people right back around to doing this in community. Um, I don't usually quote Friedrich Nietzsche, but he, I mean, this is a Christian podcast and he does his name doesn't come hey, up that at often. least he's consistent in his beliefs, right? I mean, he's consistent and you know, he hit on something that the Bible says really, really clearly, but um, he just put it in, in a really distinct way. He says those we who, consider ourselves to be knowers. We are, we are so learned. We know so many things we know, not ourselves. Mm. And most often you can find somebody who is depending on how um, sinful they are really willing to tell you about yourself, (laughs) but somebody, other people know you better than you know yourself. Now you can speak to your own motivations, but sometimes we don't see our own blind spots. And so working with other people, talking to other people, not making rash decisions, Mm -hmm. but examining your motives for, for a move, for stepping out, for what you're going to do next, um, comes with being in the scriptures and being around people who are speaking from a scriptural standpoint with at the risk of talking too long. The danger there is you can find people in the church who will give you terrible advice. It's just awful advice. Yeah. Just because they also go to your church doesn't mean that the advice they give you is biblical. They yeah. may even They're see it that too. way. Right. <laughs> so if it's not coming from a biblical standpoint and, uh, and an understanding of human nature and the nature of the fall, then that's not the person you want to talk to. Yeah, and just because a door opens for somebody, it doesn't mean that 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 doesn't mean that you're supposed to walk through it. You know, I've gotten the advice before: just follow the holy, follow the guiding of the Holy Spirit, and it sounds just like follow your heart sometimes, you know, if they're not, if they're, if you don't make the distinction that like the Holy spirit will never contradict the Bible, mm-hmm. you know? And so we, I think we just have to be very careful about receiving that advice. And, and you can't, you can't judge the advice that you receive if you're not in the word yourself. And so, yeah, it's scary. It all comes back to God's word. Yeah. And talking about feeling ill-equipped, how about being parents? That is something that we were not equipped for. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't have any children who tells you they're equipped to be a parent, just stand back, watch, and laugh. It'll be very entertaining to see them shift their gears after they have and a kid. Even multiple children in, I think yeah. I maybe have some you know, skills, some ideas, some ways to combat this certain challenge, and then... The third one's different. It's it's interesting how God gives us the opportunities to exercise this. Oh, um, man. But He gives it to you in phases. Yeah. You get married, it's and true. you know, and then you have children, and you're not really you're not really equipped to have kids. You, the the way to get equipped to have to to be married is to have great examples in your life. Hopefully, it's your parents. If not, get around people who have happy marriages and spend lots of time with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are some things God gives us that we're not equipped for, so we can depend on Him. Exactly. Yeah. And it actually it reminds me of in in Exodus three when. Um, Moses, I'm just actually going to read the passage, but, um, Moses is talking with the Lord and the Lord commissions him to go back to Pharaoh to let his people go. But 
he's intimidated by the task. And so it says, then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and I've heard their cry because of their task masters. I know their sufferings and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up out of that land into a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. Um, and so Moses says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So I love how Moses asked the question, who am I? And then God responds, but he doesn't respond answering the question. He doesn't have to answer our questions. He doesn't owe us anything. And so God says, but I will be with you. He doesn't say, Moses, you are great. You are, you are so capable of this task, yada, yada, yada. And he doesn't feed him a bunch of lies. He says, I will be with you. And so not only was God with him through executing everything that he did and, and even bringing the Israelites through the sea and, and staying with them in the wilderness, but Oh man, there's so much I could get into so there, much. but, but it, now he's living in us. Like in Colossians 1 it's, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so when you are in something that you feel like you can't handle, or when you're dealing with, let's say, even say temptation that you feel like, or a sin that you will never be able to overcome, it's not just God with you anymore because of what Christ did on the cross. He's living in you because he walked out of the grave. He he's, yeah, we have him. We have bought into, and it's not entirely a lie, but we have bought into self-esteem being a much bigger deal Mm. than it really should be. Did you note how much of Moses' self-esteem God worked to build up there? Zero. Exactly. He didn't yeah. tell Moses what things Moses, all the strengths that Moses has mm-hmm. that are going to make this possible. He didn't even tell Moses, these are all the things, these are all the skills that I have given you in advance that I have prepared for you in advance. He didn't tell him that. Now, I think he did. There's a lot of preparation there in the way Moses grew up and things like that. He doesn't say that. He says, what does it matter? I will be there. Yeah. And, and to your point, How much more so should that give us confidence that he is within me? Mm -hmm. When we are serving ourselves, when we see opportunities and they hit on the selfish points, but when those things show God, Mm. when, when Christ in us gets to be glorified, that is oftentimes the direction we should go in. This means a lot to me because after college, I followed God's call and I spent two years doing mission work in West Africa. And I didn't realize until I was on the airplane of the immense change that was about to happen. I didn't, I remember getting on the airplane and saying, I've never been there. I mean, I knew that, yeah. but the, the gravity of the situation kind of dwelt in my heart at that point. And then the first night I spent in the village, away from anyone I knew, among people who didn't speak my language or understand me or know me, it was God right there saying, I'm with you. You don't have the capacity to do this. This yeah. is bigger than you, but I've asked you to walk through it. Yeah. And so... That evening, as the sun was setting in the middle of the Sahara Desert, God was with me. 
And that's, I mean, that's led so many of my experiences to have that faith and to know that God is there. Yeah. You know, holding us. Yeah. I, yes, I agree. And I've been in that situation so many times before when I've just, that that's the peace of God is relying on the promise that he is with us despite anything that happens and even in spite of anything that happens he he's with us i mean jesus was jesus did not live a a life that was happy it wasn't like a happy ending when he when he died on the cross you know and that wasn't God, the ending. Just it wasn't to be very the ending. Clear, yeah, but I agree with you. Yes. <laughs> and God even turned His face from Him, so that we could eventually, now today, like have God with us at all times. That was part of it. Jesus experienced the being with without, even though He was God, being without the Father, so that we would never have to, you know. Mm-hmm. And if we look at our situation and we remember the promise that God is living inside us and he will accomplish what he, what, what, whatever he, he calls us to for his glory and our good, then I think we're going to be okay. You know, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And that's, you know, Paul writing saying, if it is in God's will, there is absolutely nothing I can't do. So the question really comes down to the practical the individual decision, the person who's sitting in my office and saying, I'm supposed to work here. And you go, I don't have a job for you, you know, like, yeah. but what, what, when it comes down to the practical decision of what is my next step, mm-hmm. that's, I think a little more difficult because it would be really great. I'm going to just, you know, God, if, if you were to rewrite the Bible, that's a little bit of heresy, but um, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> if you were to read the Bible, could you just include in there like a step by step plan for my life? Because I know right. you have a plan for my life, and, yeah. and it's but it's in generalities. Mm-hmm. It's it's the 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 truth is you're not going to stick your finger in your Bible, open it to a page, and go well. This says that the potter, you know, cast the the clay. So I'm going to go and get a degree in pottery. Like that's ridiculous. We, we we joke about that, but the Bible doesn't have a place you can stick your finger that says this is to be your vocation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that. It does, though, give us in broad strokes the things that we should accomplish in life before life is over. Mm-hmm. So in practicality, it you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go work in retail and your choice is Walmart or Target, I don't know if the Bible tells you that Walmart or Target is the right place to go and make your next step. I, it, it just doesn't say that. But you gotta back up and look at the things that the that 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 Jesus gives us specifically to do. He gives us a task in the universe and that is to go out and be his representatives. Mm -hmm. So whether you choose Walmart or you choose Target, you're going to go to the place where you can be a light, where you can make disciples, where you can do the things that God has given you, the specifics. And if you're trying to work around the specific goals that God has given every one of his people to do in order to make a decision, you need to back up. And I say that not from like a, hey, I've got great insight. That is hard won bruising (laughs) that has gotten me to that point in my life. It's like, it doesn't, some of the small decisions, God looks at and goes, I don't care. Yeah. Pick one. 
But before you do that, before you do that, I got a whole list of things I gave you to do. (laughs) Let's get those things under our belt. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes before we're called to take the larger steps, God says, I want you to be faithful in the smaller ones. Mm -hmm. Even in our community, you know, we can share the gospel, we can disciple, um, we can do a lot of that in our homes and our community. Yeah. Well, I'm going to close out this episode with um, reading Psalm 121. It says, I raise my eyes toward the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. Your protector will not slumber. Indeed, the protector of Israel does not slumber or sleep. The Lord protects you. The Lord is a shelter right by your side. The sun will not strike you day by well, the sun will not strike you by day or the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all harm. He will protect your life. The Lord will protect your coming and your going both now and forever. And that's because he's with us. And so thank you so much, Nate and Danielle, for joining me on the Talk Truth podcast. If you are listening, uh, we want to know what have you learned from today's episode and how has God challenged you? How will you apply what you have learned? And to our listeners, again, thank you so much for spending your time with us. If you haven't yet connected with, with us online, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and be sure to check out our other McGregor podcast channels. Just head over to TalkTruthPodcast.com for all the details. We'd love to hear from you, so write us a review however you are listening to this. Thanks for listening, and remember to talk truth.